Tiny new intro there. Um, welcome to the second ever A Place for Our Heads podcast. Uh, I don't think we had named it at this stage of the first podcast, so it's nice to have a name now. Uh, my name is Jamie Stringer, and I'm joined by my good friend and relative of Adelmorn Sherman, <laughs> the <laughs> farmer and uh, politician, uh, born in uh, New York, uh, moved to Wisconsin in 1844. Um, he was a farmer, and he served as the town superintendent of public schools and the town board chairman. Um, but that's not who's with me. It's his descendant, Dan Sherman. Hi, Dan. Hi. And that <laughs> I remember him. He was a lovely uncle of mine. Um, well, I say uncle. You know, one of those uncles that's not really your yeah. uncle. Uh, Adelmorn though, good family name. Good family name. Yeah. Might reuse that. Maybe Nick, if you're listening, when you if you're the boy <laughs> next, Adelmorn. Adelmorn, good name. Oh, yes. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's a Friday morning. It is. It is a Friday, Friday morning. Um, and it's a glorious day outside, and yep. we're here to bring you another one of our favourite albums from our youth. <clears throat> we do. Um, and today we're going to be we're going to be discussing Incubus's Morning View, which was their third album, third studio, well, fourth, fourth studio, studio album, album, fourth studio album. If released, you include Fungus Among Us, yeah, exactly, mm. we should have to. Yeah, uh, released in October two thousand one. Yeah. So Jamie, as as usual, would you like to give us an idea of what was going on around that time? Yes, I can. Um, so we would have been fourteen, I think. Uh, so like year 10, third year of high school, you know, um, what was going on in the world in October 2001? Well, <laughs> you know, September 2001 was a big month. Oh God, yeah. 9-11. Okay. Yeah. Um, Minute silence? Don't know how you do that on a podcast. No, it wouldn't make for listen, good it? listening. Okay, we'll, we'll, just, we'll pause. Say we've done it. Okay. Okay. Um... So shortly after that, in October 2001, um, Bush and Blair. We talked about them last week. Yeah, Bush come and up Blair, again, haven't they? But that was that was Iraq. This is Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was pretty much what was happening in the world. You just, know, just war. Just war. Yeah. We. I think we need to pick a year next time where something fun or good happens, like a wedding, a royal wedding Ooh, or something. that's a good idea, a royal wedding. <laughs> something mm. that everyone can get behind, not more war and misery. But let's uh, let's talk about what was going on musically. Okay. So what do you think the UK number one was in, uh, so this album came out 23rd of October 2001, so what was the UK number one single at that time? 2001, I mean that's, is that around... I don't know, boy band eras? No, it? we've moved on from boy bands. No, we've yeah. moved on, have we? Okay. Well, so, I'm going to play it for you now. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen the title. <laughs> wow, okay. An absolute banger. Afro Man. Afro Man, because I got high. Can you believe this song was number one? It's about someone smoking. Well, yeah, I mean, considering how, you know, much the the English seems to bang on about yeah. marijuana use and things like that. Obviously, we've now just legalised it for medicinal purposes. Medicinal, yeah, um, which is good. But uh, yeah, song about getting high, number one. Yeah, number, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Mad. Uh, the UK number one album uh, was called Gold Greatest Hits. Which band or group do you think that would be? Wham? No. 
If only it were that good. Steps. Oh my lord. <laughs> Number one. Number one album, Gold, Greatest Hits. Yeah. See, my wife would love that, but um, she's got a horrible taste in music. Let's hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, Dan. <sighs> she hasn't got the attention span for it, though. <laughs> um, UK number one film, uh, American Pie 2. Well, one of my most favourite films. Good film. Um, I don't know if you've noticed in that film, you know the scene haven't where, seen it for a long time. where they are with the lesbians in the bedroom yes. and making them do stuff. Johnny West is missing. So Finch, I can't remember mm. right at the top of my head who plays Finch, yeah. but he obviously could not manage to get through the scene because if you, if you focus on him, he is constantly pissing himself laughing <laughs> and the faces he makes are ridiculously funny. Okay. So next time you next watch, time it, watch it, just look out for Finch. Don't watch anyone else, just watch Finch. I mean, I'll be honest, I've got no <laughs> desire to watch that film again. Why? <laughs> it's a great film. I don't know. Come on. Um, Finch. Other films, I mean... Ugh. Like October 2001, there's a list of films and I've like, I've hardly heard of any of them, I'll be honest. You can stop playing this song now. Um, <laughs> Play a bit more. A, bit, a little bit more. <laughs> the only film that I, and there's sort of two films that came out that month that I'm aware of and have seen. Uh, one being Training Day, Denzel. Not seen it. An early Denzel, that's a good one. And From Hell. Um, Johnny Depp. Not seen that. It's about either. like Jack the Ripper. That's pretty cool. Obviously, didn't watch films back in the no. day. No. <laughs> um, other films that came out. Uh, Max Keeble. Max Keeble's big movie. No idea. Um, yeah, but a bit of a crap month, really. K Pax. Kevin Spacey. Oh, I can't really talk about Kevin Spacey anymore. Oh, no. Right. Um, but well, yeah. Hang on, why can't we? Oh, yeah, was, <laughs> don't want to say it, Dan. No, yeah, I was thinking, well, why? He's in all the EE adverts. That's Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin it? Bacon. Yeah, no, different, wrong again. Different wrong Kevin. Kevin. Too many Kevins. Right. Um, and also, if you are interested in knowing the uh, Kerrang front cover for that month, uh, that month, that week, I should say, uh, had Green Day on it. No, uh, no. But bang average. There is. A big news story breaking. Wes quits Limp Bizkit. Where's Borland? That's when it all fell apart for them. Back in 2001. 2001. So they would have been after the release of The Chocolate Starfish. Good album. Good album. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of the beginning of the end for them. Although they've had a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, we saw them a couple of years ago. Yeah. Back. Pure nostalgia though, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. They were good though. They were very good. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, what else is going on? Uh that's it really that's, that's about it October 2001 so let's right, talk well, let's, about let's go into this out now this is this is in my top five albums of all time mm. it is an absolute banger do you yeah cool I mean we'll, we'll kick off with, with track number one which is nice to know you um, so Brandon Boyd here um, channeling his inner Howard Moon on the <laughs> intro to this song uh, yeah, some real, some some scatting. Yeah, there's definite scat. Definite scat. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's the the theme of the album going. Yeah. Through. I wonder, wonder what's going through his mind when they were writing this. Um, so yeah, recorded uh, in Malibu. In Malibu. What a lovely place to record yeah. an album. I think the front cover is that not a photo of their view? That is, and it's the view from Morning View Drive, mm. which is where the album name comes from. Here we go. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. 
one of the best riffs out there. Mm. Yeah, this is a good song. This is a good song. Um, I don't know if you remember, Dan. Um, I This is where I came into Inkless. Like, I didn't really know their previous yeah. work. You, you were a fan already, and I remember one summer holiday we'd gone into MVC. Mm. Uh, albums were expensive in MVC. It was, yeah, like, were, was it that was that the one where there were two prices? Yeah, so it was like you got it was like fourteen off. quid for an album, which seems mad now, but fourteen quid for an album. Uh, but if you had an MVC card, it was thirteen quid. Yeah, pound off, pound off. Uh, and I, because albums were so expensive, I could only afford to buy one out of my pocket money, my paper boy pocket <laughs> money, whatever I was doing at that time. And I was torn between this and Tenacious D's <laughs> first album. And you strongly recommended getting this. And the only song I'd heard on this album was uh, Are You In, which we'll come to later, which I'd heard on the radio and liked. Um, but yeah, you were like, no, get get this album, Jamie. That, that's a no-brainer. And I mean, know, that Tenacious D album is good, but I don't. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not a classic, is well, it? No, it's, you know, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I, I I think from this album onwards I was hooked. Uh, yeah, then obviously you got to go backwards and listen to Make Yourself. I did, yeah. And, you know, albums like that. And yeah. Make Yourself was a fantastic. Make Yourself's an album. I loved Science when the first time I heard yeah. that. Um, so but yeah, this okay. is. I think this is. Like you said, this is probably my favourite Incubus album. That's it, 100%. I yeah. think after this, it started to tail off a bit for me. Um, Big fan of A Crow Left of the Murder, the one after good. this, but then, good. yeah. But I think this, in terms of, you know, heavy, sort of rocky riffs, and yep. that kind of thing, melodies, this was this was the one. Um, I think this was, their, this was their most successful album. Yes, so. it is. Um, this song was released as a single. Uh, I think maybe only in America, um, where it didn't chart on the Billboard. Again, that surprises me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Morning View as an album. Um, yeah, this was the second single, nice to know, released in January 2002. Um, yeah, not an not a overly successful single. But um, it got some good good reviews across the board. Um, let's have a look here. Q, they gave it four out of five. NME, four out of ten. That's a bit harsh, isn't it, really? Yeah, Rolling Stone, two and a half out of five. Uh, some weird slant. Shows what the critics really know. Slant really? Magazine. Oh, slant. We all, yeah, we'll know what they got to say. Three and a half out of five. But then all music, four and a half out of five, so. The aggregate score, the Metacritic, was 62 out of 100, which is that's just bullshit. It's bullshit. Quite bullshit. So for anyone that doesn't know uh, Incubus, they're made up of uh, Brandon Boyd on lead vocals. Yep. One of my favourite vocalists and artists, actually. He's very good at art and poetry. I am, I'm gay for Brandon Boyd. Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mike Einziger uh, on guitar. Yep. Dirk Lance mm. on bass. This was actually his last album. Last album, album, yeah. So he, he left the band after this, which is don't know why. But that you definitely, yeah. I mean, you definitely when you then hear subsequent albums, 
Um, you can definitely hear the difference in. You can. Uh, ben Kenny came ben in. Kenny came in. Yeah. We've just gone on to track two now, which is called Circles, Circles. and this riff. Big riff. Mike really Big packing riff. it up. Chris Kilmore on the turntables and Jose Pasillas on the Oh yes. Circles. To a question I've been meaning to ask you for quite some time. Okay. Um, so obviously this this song's called Circles, but I've, I've always wondered, what's your favourite shape? Wow, that is a good question. My favourite shape, I like the triangle. Do you? The strongest shape. It is a very strong shape in construction. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You can't uh, go wrong with one. I'm currently addicted to a uh, phone game called Build a Bridge. Okay, so a lot of triangles. A lot, of triangles, <laughs> a lot of triangles. I do like a circle though. I like a circle. Because it's complete. It is. It's You know where you are with it, don't you? Yes. I don't like squares too much. No. They're kind of really Boring. pointy and, you know, they, do, they seem really aggressive to me. I quite like a trapeze. Isn't that a circus? Well, I think, I don't know. That's a tra trapezium? Isn't that the shape? We've gone. You've thrown, <laughs> We've gone, you've thrown yeah, me with sorry, your sorry. shape question. What's your favourite shape? Oblong. Oblong. <laughs> Great answer. I didn't see that coming. Long. <laughs> Oblong. Oh dear. So yeah. Anyway, back to the, <laughs> yeah. back to the music. So like I said, they recorded this um, in Malibu. Um, and they, yeah, so the bass, bassist Dirk Lance said that they would get a creative boner every time <laughs> I'd show up to the house. Um, and, it, and DJ Kilmore would be like, ah, morning view, it's time to rock. It's imagine, time to rock. Imagine that, just being able to, you know, you want to write an album, mm. where should we go? Oh, let's just go to Malibu, shall we? Get a, hire a house out, let's do that. Do you think that they were only able to do that because of the commercial success of the previous album oh, so make yourself oh yeah I imagine yeah. I don't think any old band could just say yeah let's just go mm. to Japan and eat sushi while we think of something something yeah, yeah. Um, apparently Brandon Boyd was keen on a beach location because they wanted quick access to the beach they like to surf they're don't very they? spoiled brats they, yeah. um, his words not mine <laughs> and they need an outlet so you know if they were going through a tough period of writing it wasn't quite happening then Brandon would just say right I'm off. Yeah. I'm gonna have a two hour break, see you in a bit, and just pop off to the beach. Not bad for some, is it? It is. Um, Circles was the last single released off the album. Um, didn't really chart. I don't think they're really a they're single band. No, no. Um, the album, though, like you say, is their most successful uh, album for uh, in view of sales. Um, it sold 266,000 copies in its first week. Um, by the end of, well, currently, I don't know how recent these figures are, um, but it sold 2 million copies in the US, 100,000 in the UK, 
and 70,000 in Australia. What about our uh, our New Zealand friends? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't have those stats. Um, they're a little bit slower to. Uh, they'll probably release them next year. We're going into track three. Track three. What are, th what are three opening tracks? We're going into Wish You Were Here now, and this is another one. Woo! Zealand. Have you? Mm, yes, mate. That was South Africa. Uh, no, Alan, you can't. <laughs> so, Make Yourself, previous album, hit number eight in New Zealand. Okay. Not bad. Morning View, also hit number eight. All the eights. All the eights. Uh, yeah. So, Muxel. Uh, it was two times platinum in New Zealand. South Africa. <laughs> yeah, it's just all the same, isn't it? So. Interestingly, they uh, I read that they wrote 30 songs for this album. Yes. Um, and obviously only 13 ended up being released. 30 songs? Can you imagine? There's That's probably a... some on a on a tape somewhere that no one's ever heard. Yeah. I think I think a couple of them did come out later on on some compilation albums. Yes. And, and B-sides, things like that. But why don't you just be able to just whack out whack 30, 30 songs, songs. Yeah, for impressive. an album? Um, Wish You Were Here is probably one of their more successful singles, would you say? Yes, I think probably the most well-known song. Yeah, um, reached number 60 in the US charts, but it was number two on the US alternative and number four on the US mainstream. The US charts are weird, they don't have much slow one chart. No. Um, the Australian charts, number 39. UK, number 27. New Zealand, bear in mind the album got to number eight, 45. <laughs> what they're doing do they? They don't, it's, yeah, we'll come back to them later. Yeah, we will. But stern yeah, words. Stern words for our Antipodean cousins? Frogs. Frogs. <laughs> That's an amphibian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Morning View, so they, they, they say it features a variety of styles, and so yes. I'm going to give you these styles which they say, and you can kind of say if you agree or not. Okay. So the first style is ambience. There is some ambience. I think DJ Kilmore brings the ambience. Yeah, there are some songs in there. The thing I like about this album is you've got, yeah, you've got songs like Nice No Circles, which are here, very, very heavy. Yeah. But then you've got like Mexico. Mexico. Are you in? Warning. Echoist Transition. Yeah. Those kind of songs, very mellow. Yeah. Really sort of softer tones. Yeah. The next one, Jay, is called Aggression. I don't Did know. You call this aggression? No. I mean, it's heavy. Heavy in like sound, but it's not aggressive. Like, I don't, f you know, Brandon Boyd's vocals aren't aggressive, are no, they? No, no, like no. the the lyrical content isn't aggressive. Like, no, I wouldn't agree with that. Okay, and then lastly, <laughs> no, groove. Oh, there's some groove. Always groove. Always a bit of groove. Vincubus. Always. They groove. always bring the groove. I remember when we went to see them, uh, see them live. They did a mm. sort of ten minute drum solo. Do you remember where everyone they was did. playing? They did. Like, yeah, they had the whole band were playing drums. That was epic. That was yeah. That was cool. Was that uh, Hammer Smith? Hammer Smith Apollo. Yeah. Yep. Moving um, into track five now. Five. Just the phase. I like I how. Didn't mean five. I meant four. Ah. Oh. 
Four. Just a phase, we can edit that out. Um, I like how this song, you think it's going to go oh, into it, the it chorus, builds up, and builds then it doesn't, up, and, and then it, yeah. Very clever. Very clever, I like it. Messing with the form. Exactly, which is something <laughs> they've always done. Yeah. This is what I was talking about, you know, this is ambient, this is... Yes. We've got some strings in there, mm. nice bit of acoustic guitar, it's, you know, if, if you look at this, from the first three tracks and you come into this, it could be a completely different band. It could know? be, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I like it. It's true. Well, I don't know. If it's true. I know what you're going to say, and I tried to look this up, but I did as well, and I couldn't find it. Because anything. obviously Brandon Boyd has a brother, mm -hmm. and he was in a band called Audio Vent. We, do you think they're worthy of a pod? I I'm really like that album. It's, but they've only got one, haven't they? It's just the one album. Dirty Nights in Paris or something. Yeah, so yeah. Like that. yeah. Um, so yeah, and yeah. and Mike's brother was also in yep. Um And kind of when I listen to the, the lyrics of this song, it's kind of like. Brandon's kind of saying, "Yeah, well done. You're, yeah, all right. You made a you, you made a you record. Made an album, yeah, it's not gonna last. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I I've heard that rumor before, but I may have just heard it from you. It may have been me starting the rumor, <laughs> starting a vicious rumor. Maybe we could get Brandon on the phone one day and yeah. ask him. Yeah, um, I've actually met Brandon. Have you? Yes. You know this story. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. If well, just... I'm acting like I don't. No, good acting." <laughs> Um, I went to see Incubus in Cardiff, in Wales, with, uh, with our friend Al, um, and we were in Virgin Megastore on the day of the gig. Um, ah, yes, I do remember this. And I was looking at some albums, and Al's tapping me on the shoulder, and he's gone, Jay, 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 and I'm like, yeah, what? He's like, look. I looked, there was a guy like coming down the stairs quite inconspicuous and I was like yeah what <laughs> and he was like it's Brandon Boyd and I was like fuck off mate that's not Brandon Boyd turn around it was Brandon Boyd oh I know just on his own bloody hell um, he had bought a local band album local was in a Welsh band he bought the Blackouts wow album or EP I can't remember what he picked up but um, yeah we chatted to him for a bit he was super cool like really unassuming uh, I mean, what did you say to him? we were just like, we're coming to see you tonight. It wasn't Think, like a proper fanboy moment, was it? Like, I, I oh, was. <laughs> I remember being a bit uh, starstruck. It just it intimidated in all, by in his all. beauty because yeah, he's a beautiful man, and he had quite long hair then as well. And uh, yeah, I. <laughs> so you know, you're in Virgin Megastore. Their albums were. They don't were, exist anymore, do they? No, they don't. Nice. But I could have just, even though I owned all their albums up to that point, could have bought one. Got I could have bought it. one, got it signed. No, I picked up from the magazine rack a copy of FHM <laughs> with Hayden Panettiere on the front. Oh, hello. And I got him to sign that. See what? Same On her, he did like a little speech bubble coming out of her mouth and signed it. Well, that's cool. Is that not cooler? Than it's kind of cool, but it would have been better. I still got it. Yeah. Um, Al, a bit more of a cheapskate than me, you know, I spent like three ninety nine on FHM. He just asked one of the sales assistants for a bit of till receipt and got Brandon <laughs> to sign that. No, that's, oh, Al, idiot. Yeah, 
That's just, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah, he was cool. He was really cool, and he was like, "Yeah, enjoy the show later." Didn't offer us backstage pass or anything. Shame. But lovely guy, really nice guy. It's nice when you meet and someone they, and, and they're just a nice person. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't a dick basically. He, he, <laughs> fucking dick. Yeah, no, no, he was super cool. Yeah. Good story. Good story. I'd like to point out that's two pods that I've met. Both. Both. Not. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I've met, I've never met any. Well, I've met some. Yeah, we, I've also met him, but we are not covering that band. Another Welsh band who shall not be mentioned. I, I feel quite. Uh, it's not the rest of the band's okay. fault, is it? No, but anyway, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, let's not think about that. This is a good song, just a phase. I like it. I like that song. And then it, it this is where it cuts, kind of comes into a little mellow, mellow passage, doesn't it? With uh, the next track. Don't you think this this sound effect they've got here sounds a little bit like something from Short Circuit? <laughs> it does. It does does sound like that? Yeah. Right. So track. Are we on five now? This is a quite a long album, isn't it? 58 minutes or something? Yeah. This is called 11 a.m. Mm. Again, another really nice, nice little riff. Really showing off his vocal range. I was about to say that. Mm. Fantastic vocal range. Mm. Yeah, I kind of feel like this was the high point of their, their career. I mean, they're still going, still making music. I really like A Crow Left on Murder, their next album. And then, I don't know. I feel like they lost, they- They just I became mean, the, a bit wishy-washy, the thing, I think the thing with Incubus is they've always tried to progress and make something different. They don't want to, you know, it could be, like Mike said, when they, when they released um, Make Yourself, mm. it would have been really easy for them to replicate certain songs. Yeah, sure. Um, something they didn't want to do. You know, they wanted to, they wanted to do something new, um, and they, you know, wanted to do something they'd be proud to play live, yeah. something that was a bit different. And I think they've done that across all their albums, but I think maybe... But you know, I feel like they've just become a little bit middle of the road now. Yeah, exactly. Like the last three or four, well, how many albums are we going to do so yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean the luck. Yeah, I mean the, the albums that they've followed. I think they've like grenades, if not now, when and eight are all pretty safe. They're littered with bangers like Anime. Yeah. Oh yeah, this, that would be one of their best songs for me. That is that is their achievement. highest charting UK single. Yeah, I mean that is a fantastic song. But again, on that album, that was probably the, you know by a long way the best song the, the standout song I made that up it's Megalomaniac that's the highest chance again another one yeah. that, on that album Crow Left that was the, yeah. that was the standout song I yeah. feel like they kind of I don't know they're good songs but like you say they're, I don't for me this is the best album this is yeah. every song on this album I absolutely love yeah. um, subsequent albums yeah like I say there were some really good tracks on there but the rest of it a little bit too poppy, maybe mellow. Yeah, I don't even know if it's poppy. It's just like bland, sort of rock. If you're yeah, listening, pop. guys, sorry, but that's just our Yeah, we still love you though. Yeah, please play this album on a tour in its entirety. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be good. Fantastic. That would be good. So 2001. So what are we like? 17 years, maybe for its 18th birthday. Maybe, next year. Yeah, think about that. Mm, little 
little bit of food for thought. Got some uh, some names of some unreleased tracks here, Jay. Okay. From the album. Um, some of them sound like they, they would have been very good. Uh, I mean, firstly, it's called Anything. Mm, okay. Which, was, which later came on Monuments and Melodies. Yeah. Uh, uh, this one I would really, really like to hear. Little Kitten, <laughs> Big Litter Box. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be heavy. I feel like it would be heavy. <laughs> little and, Kitten, Big Litter you know, Box. What's he written that? A stray cat, maybe? I don't know. Is that like knows. a working title or is that the finished title? Well, that's just that's <laughs> just the unreleased song written for Morning News, isn't it? <laughs> Very good. Um, number three, I Dream of Fiji. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> I go to bed every night dreaming of Fiji. Number four, uh, police car. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and then five, puzzle. Puddle. No, puzzle. Oh, puzzle. Who is a puddle? No, not puddle. Puzzle. So yeah, it's just some unreleased ones. Puzzle's there, better than puddle. That <laughs> is not called puddle. And Jay, if we can back to another question I've been, I've been okay. meaning to ask you for right. a while. What's your favourite puzzle? No, no. no. What's your favourite time of day? <laughs> okay. Because 11am is quite good, I think. 11am is a good time of day. Uh, what's my favourite time of day? Well, at the moment, in the winter months, I love uh, sort of like dusk. Dusk? So... Four, half four? Half four to five. half five. So, like, let's say five. Nice round hour. Okay, five. Fair enough. Like, that twilight End of dusk. work as well. Yeah. Working days Work's done. Days. Let's go and have a pint. Let's go and have a... Let's drive home in the dusk. Lights on, obviously. Lights on. Always, always. As soon as it gets dark, pop your lights on. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, on the ground. Another heavy one. Talking of blood on the ground, have you, ever, have you ever bled on the ground much? I mean, I remember a, a small injury suffered in, <laughs> in middle school. Uh, yes. A horrific knee injury. Well, wasn't as horrific as first thought. No, I remember you could, well, basically, he fell over, what, well, he dived. Ah, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Alex Vaughan took me out, because wow. I'd, I'd done him. <laughs> I was gone. He had, to, he had to bring me down to the ground. And if it was on a grass pitch, Fine, but it was on concrete. Concrete, and your knee bust open. I took a chunk out of my knee, yeah. And yeah. we remember you could just see white, couldn't you? Well, the uh, yeah, the dinner lady, the school staff at Downsbrook Middle School, uh, not did, trained did, medical staff. No, did not help the situation. They, I was in a lot of pain. I think I cried. I don't remember you crying. I, I don't know. I was together. very close. If if not, you know that feeling that you get when you're a kid. You're like, I really don't want to cry because it's embarrassing. Yeah. But you feel the tears stinging. Um, but yeah, the receptionist rang my mum and said, uh, "Jamie's cut his knee open. We can see the bone." I mean, Mama Stringer. She rushed, deep, rushed over. Deep cut. It was a deep cut. It wasn't the bone. It was just a layer of calcium. calcium. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. I forgot that though. No, had a. I don't think I went to hospital. 
I just think I went to the doctor for some iodine patches. Iodine? Iodine. 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 Still got a scar actually for that. Have you? Yeah, a little scar on the knee there. Um, I remember you bled on the ground after a Ooh. treacherous game of frisbee. Gosh, yeah. Uh, went for the winning catch. This was on grass. It was on grass, but some little bastard. Some little shit had littered and left a beer bottle top just, oh, just in the grass. There it was. Yeah. So I slid. Slicey, slicey. Slid to make the, the winning catch. It was a been. great one. I did drop it, but only because my leg had been sliced <laughs> open by a beer bottle. Yeah, top. understandable. Literally, a flap of my shin skin just oh. hanging down. Had to go to hospital, didn't you? Did go to hospital. Nine stitches. Mm. Oddly, it didn't hurt though. That's that's what I love about the human body. When you get really hurt, the adrenaline yeah it just takes makes, over. So it didn't didn't hurt. So, and then when you cut yourself on a bit of paper, it fucking hurts. Yeah, well, like uh, you can't see this on the podcast, but I cut myself on a door yesterday. On the, on, the, on the latch, <laughs> oh, there's a sharp bit, and I went to open the door and just like sliced my hand open. Uh, yeah. But yeah. it hurt, yeah, but that hurt. The blood didn't fall on the ground though, uh, so, so shouldn't have brought it up really. Not applicable Not applicable. Song, sorry. Yeah, you could delete that. <laughs> this here, would you say, I think this or Circles the heavier two songs on the album? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, this was not a single, so this I have no facts no on this. Stats on so it. It's a good job you had the blood on the ground, chap. Otherwise, we'd be would be dead in the water. You would be. So this album went double platinum. Double platinum. Yeah. Do, do you know they get discs for when it yes. does that? Is it made of platinum? Oh, uh, I would say it's unlikely. Would that be really expensive? But I don't know what the price of platinum is in the current market. In a world where dogs have opposable thumbs, one dog's dream is to become the world's first dog golfing champion. This year comes a film from writer J.K. Growling and director Clint East Wolf, starring Bark Wahlberg as Tiger Wolfs and Jada Pinkett Smith. God damn it, Tiger! Stop chasing the ball after you've hit it! But I'm a dog! It's what I do! A story of hope and triumph in adversity. Don't go to the toilet in the sand! Hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go! From the studio that bought you Racket Dog, 20th Century Dog bring you Nine Iron Dog. Coming soon to a cinema near you. are there it can go does it go bronze yeah bronze i think it goes bronze silver gold platinum does it diamond is after platinum oh I've never yeah. seen one of them yeah well that can't be made of actual diamonds no that would be dangerous imagine odd job with that <laughs> chop people's heads off 
Um, oh, the other question I had is, does everyone in the band get one? No, it must we just be. get one per band. Yeah, which is a bit. But then where, where did you put it? In the I don't know in the studio, I guess. Um, Maybe we need to get a musician on here to discuss that. We should. Just, well, we do. Know. Well, yeah. So this is Mexico, Jay. This is Mexico. Probably the most mellow song on Yes. Album. Just acoustic guitar. Tatar. <laughs> the, the old tatar. The old tatar. <laughs> That's something um, you put on your fish and chips. Tartar. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Very similar. Very similar. Imagine just playing that. <laughs> that was a disgusting <laughs> sound. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. Um, Sorry. We've both, both been to Mexico. We have both been to Mexico. Lovely country. Yes. Um, troubling times at the moment with all the murders. Mm. It's uh, going through a bit of bit of an awkward patch. Isn't it, it is. I think the police have lost control somewhat. It's a lovely country, though. It is beautiful. I mean, you even got a Mexican dog. I did. I do have a Chihuahua. He's, you did. He's not from Mexico. He's from Wales, but well, he's, he's heritage. Welsh Mexican. Welsh Mexican. Which means Welshican. No. Mexican. No. Mesh. Leave that. Leave it. So this is just a lovely song. It is, yeah. I don't think there's any, uh, I mean there's strings, but I don't think there's any sample scratching. No, no, I think this is pre, a pure, pre bare. pure kind of Mike Brandon kind yeah. of. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember seeing this live when I've seen them. I don't think it's one they often play live. No, I don't, I don't think I've seen it live either. It's a nice song though, isn't it? I love this, this riff here. The strings over the top. Yeah. Straight into warning. Warning. Which I know it's one of your favourite songs. It is. I love this song. Another heavy one. I don't know, just there's something about this song. It's when it all sort of kicks off. You know, they're good at that. And there's some. I think I'm not gonna say until I hear it. Spoons? Not spoons. Quite subtle, but you can really hear it. Yeah, really clean. Um, this was a single. Uh, warning. This was the third single released on May 28, 2002. Uh, warning. It didn't get to the mainstream charts uh, in any country. 
But there's number three on the US alternative and number 27 on the US mainstream rock. I still don't know what that means. Yeah, what that yeah. means. Okay. Just have one US. Trump, if you're listening. Or Billboard, whatever your name is. Billboard. Billboard. <laughs> Mr. Bill, Mr. William Board. <laughs> sort it out. Just have one chart. You can have a rock chart, but what does alternative. What's the difference between alternative and mainstream rock? It's just confusing. Sort it out. Yeah, or make it clear what the distinction yeah, is. You know. Or make it clear. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually got a, quite an important warning to give out. Okay. And a bit of advice I was yep. given once. Um, so it might sound a bit odd, but if you ever came across one, don't look a pelican in the eye. <laughs> okay. Um, they bloody hate it. I... I'm trying to think if I know what a pelican looks like. Would I be able to distinguish? I think you'd know it was a pelican. They've got, they've got quite big bills. Yeah. A lot of money. Not that sort of bill. <laughs> I'd like to point out, um, neither me or Dan have been drinking yet. It's early in the morning, we're on just pure coffee. Sorry to correct you there, Dan and I. Dan and I, sorry. Sorry, you're mate, all right. You're better than that. All right. <laughs> Dan and I uh, have not been drinking, although you may think we have. Some of the jokes are still fairly early. It's not 12 o'clock yet, so definitely can't be drinking yet. No. Once the sun is past the yard arm. <laughs> I don't know is what that means. I don't know. Yard arm? No idea. Lost it. Actually, is an arm about a yard? I no. oh, I don't know. I just a said forearm, it. forearm, maybe. Isn't there something weird about the measurement of your forearm? Like that bit between, you know, your wrist and your upper arm. That's meant to measure your shin or something? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you... Why would you need to know that? You just no, I, don't, measure I, don't, your I shin. don't think you need to know. Oh, right. I think it's someone says to you how big's your shin? If you just roll about... up your sleeves. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you go into a shop, you want to buy some new shin pads. You don't want to have to get your jeans off and try them on that way. So you just measure them on your arm. Just pop it on your arm. Pop it on your arm. Then you get someone from the sports direct going, mate, it's for your shins. Yeah, you go, yeah I know. I but know. The same size. It's the same size. Idiot. Bloody hell. Butt out. Butt out. <laughs> Do you have these in a size four? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> good song. That is a good song. Good. And we're going into another good one now. Um, Echo. Now Echo. this is a probably... Echo. 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 Did that. This sounds a bit... So Jay, you've recently been to Japan. This is a bit, <laughs> of, a, a bit of an oriental feel to it this song. It is a little bit oriental, yeah. I think, I mean, they're quite... I mean, they're big in Japan. Are they? Yes. And I think they're quite, um, they spend a lot of time out there and, and like Brandon's got some Koikapi type tattoos. I think they like sort of a Japanese culture and stuff. So. But yeah, it is quite uh, oriental. Again, another one of the mellow ones. Yeah. It's lovely. His voice really, really gets me. It's a great voice. Talking of echoes, um, what would, what's your favourite echo? Favourite echo? Yeah, I mean, personally, my favourite echo is um, from the film Ghostbusters, um, mm. when they're in the underground tunnel, yeah. going, hey, and then Winston does it, and it doesn't come it back. Doesn't it doesn't come goes, back. Winston. <laughs> yes. 
That is. That's my favourite echo. To be fair, it's the only echo I can think of. Is it? Mm. Yeah, actually, that's probably the only echo I can think of. Yeah. Except for Echo the Dolphin. Yes, Echo the. I've just thought of another one. Echo Beach. You know that song? No. No. Okay. Echo the Dolphin. Let's go back to Echo the Dolphin. He was good. Wasn't he? he was good. Mega Drive. Yes. Around no, actually, 2001. No, that would have been like early 90s, mate. Yeah, true. 2001. We're talking PS2. PS2 by then. Maybe. Two. Oh no, we were because I think the first good Pro Evo came out. On yeah. The They're all good. But yeah. The first proper one. Yes. Uh, yeah. PlayStation was like 96. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine where we'll be in 20 years time. PlayStation 28. Or as my mum calls it, Space Station. Space Station, love it. Bloody mums, eh? Mums. Yeah, this is a nice song. Uh, be a good, like, you know, first dance for a wedding or something. If you were both Incubus fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if I tried and tried to uh, recommend this as my first dance at she would have kicked off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, would not have gone down the road. Lovely stuff. Should we move on? We can. We can. You wait, you'll wait. I was, just, I was just really enjoying the harmonies. Who does so? Uh, Mike does some backing vocals, doesn't he? I think they all do a little. Okay. Bit. I think Brandon does a lot of his own. Oh, okay. Backing Layered. Yeah, lots, yeah. Exactly, lots of players. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to uh, Have You Ever. Back to the heavy. Nice. One thing I don't understand that is, um, so this album went two times platinum in the US. Yeah. How many times platinum do you have to go before you become diamond? Well, I mean, I think we've already established that we don't know how the system works. Or do they just get two platinum discs? They're like, oh, look, now you've got one for another member of the band. Maybe, so yeah, maybe they need to, well, we have to go five times platinum for everyone. So it depends on how many people, so if you're like Oli Murs, I don't know why I picked him up. He's never going to platinum, surely. He's probably been platinum. Really? Uh, come on. <laughs> come on. He oh, just, yeah, a lovely guy. Probably. But... He probably just gets one, and then... Next time he hits yeah, a target. I bet the person who wrote the song didn't get one. Ooh. And you know, this song's called Have You Ever, which is obviously a, a kind of a, well, a, a take on it at a popular game, which is called I Have Never. But <laughs> I. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of the same. Kind of the same. So thing. I've got a couple of Have You Ever questions. Okay. You. okay. So, Jake, firstly, have you Keep ever... it clean, this is a family show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever kicked a mouse? Have I ever kicked a mouse? No, you know me, I love animals. I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna kick a mouse. <laughs> not at all, not if it was coming, you know, running towards you. I used to have a pet mouse. I did! <laughs> when? When I, when I was about 10? Not a mouse, not a gerbil. No, a mouse! You can't have pet mice! Didn't have a pet mouse! What a pet field mouse? I don't, know what, I don't know what type of mouse it was. You did not have my, a pet mouse! My dad found him in his office at work. <laughs> What? Nibbling on my dad's lunch. He left on the side. So he brought him home. 
what, you kept him in a tank? Kept him in a little thing. Little... A, a pet mouse? Pet mouse. Pet wild mouse? I don't think he was wild. Well, where's he come from then? I don't you know. Can't, you can't have pet mouses. Well, mice. You, mice. You, I did. So, the day he died, I was devastated. What was he called? He was called... Well, he had, he had two middle names. Okay. So, Teasel is his first name. Of course, of course. Jerry, the Tom and Jerry. Ace, after Ace Ventura. <laughs> Stringer. <laughs> he took your name. Jerry Ace Stringer. He took my name. Um, Pet Mouse. It's mad. He, I've. <laughs> maybe we should do a pod on this. When he died, I made a mixtape compilation, almost like in memoriam, to my dead Pet Mouse. Rest in peace, Teasel. But if I ever put some bangers on there, oh yeah, it would have been like my heart will go on, Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined. I've ruined. Wow, seriously, I've ruined your segment. No, that's fine. I mean, that's you know, that's more than I expected, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and this, <laughs> we'll move on to the, the quite aptly named "Are You In?" Are you in? to wonder whether you are. <laughs> Anecdote. <laughs> What's the first thing that comes to comes to mind when when you hear this, the words "Are you in?" Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, come on, you've missed come an on. opportunity. Oh, I can't believe I missed. Can we go back and redo that? No, no, you've you're O and one. O and one. Damn it! No, I missed that. Wait for this bass to come in here. But ding, but ding, but ding. So his parting gift was this bass line. Oh yeah, this is straight up funk. This it? is the groove. So this was the first Incubus song I ever heard. Heard it on uh, Radio One. Uh, back when Radio One played decent. Back when music. Radio One played decent music, and I yeah. I just, I don't know, it was, it was different. I liked it, but it was different to whatever I was listening to at the time. And um, this was a single, the song itself. Elements of different styles in it, including jazz and swing music. Um, many have speculated on what the song means. Many have found that Are You In can refer to whether the listener, whatever the listener wants it to be. Although in the case of the video, it refers to a swingers club. Several have thought the song references smoking marijuana. Boyd said uh, in an interview that the song was born out of just a jam, which jamming at Morning View, following an argument that they had had. Ah. Someone started the groove, and without talking, each member joined in one by one. Braddon said that he then went around the room with his microphone, pointing it to his bandmates and singing, So much better when everyone is in. Are you in? That is a beautiful story. What That's a story. Song. What a story. Magical. Um, but yeah, this was, yeah, let's say this was a single. Um, this was the, was it the fourth single from the album, possibly? Just verify that. Yeah, fourth single from the album. Released in, somewhere in 2002. And how did it do in the charts? Are you in? Yeah, not in the mainstream US charts. But number 34 in the UK. Yeah, that's not bad. Number 86 in the Netherlands. Netherlands. 
number 72 in Germany. Where have we got to in good old New Zealand? Bear Eight. in mind. No. This was number five. Wow. Yeah. It went gold. Did it? Mmm. This song went gold in New Zealand. Anyway, that's all I've got on with. Just let it be. Again. Bet that was the first thing that came in. Yeah. Started playing that. Killmore came in. Killmore. Wow. Oh, I've just I've just seen which song is next, and I think this is actually my it's my, my favourite song on the album. The next one. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go straight into this. I think this is the heaviest one. Thinking about it, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I don't remember this album being heavy, but now, when you listen to yeah, it, yeah, it's exactly. like four or five songs which are quite heavy. Let's go for this. So, Under My Umbrella. Yeah, this is heavy. Yeah. Chanel. Yes. Margot Robbie. Okay. And David Beckham. Oh God. It starts to rain heavily. Mm. You've got an umbrella. Only you have got an umbrella. Yeah, okay. Who are you letting under that umbrella? Yes. Can I only pick one? Yeah. Everyone else is going to get wet. Well, you know, David Beckham is a professional athlete. Was a professional athlete. He's played in the rain. He can deal with the rain. And, and I kind of want to see what it looked moist. If he was wearing a white t-shirt. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, because he was tattoos coming through. So I'd let him get wet. Okay. Uh, I think Zoe de Chanel. Yeah? The umbrella. Yeah. She is lovely, isn't she? Megan, I'm not bothered about Megan Fox. Yeah. I don't know why I put her in there, really. Yeah. I couldn't think of people you liked, really. Hmm. I don't know. Who do you fancy? Well, Zoe de Chanel. Well, there you go. I've got the, <laughs> got the main one. Or Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, her? 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 <laughs> Good ref. <laughs> I think, Jay, you've got some uh, some interesting umbrella facts. I do. Well. The word umbrella comes from the Latin word meaning umbros, uh, which means shade or shadow. Uh, the first use of simple sun-protecting umbrellas, parasols, <laughs> parasols, <laughs> comes from three to four thousand-year-old Egypt and Assyria. During its first thousand years of life, parasols were viewed as a symbol of wealth and power. Now anyone can get one. Yeah. You get them in your drink. You do get them in your drink. Little little umbrella. I like that. Mm. A yeah. little cocktail. Little cocktail. Little pina colada. Feel that pina colada. Um. Yeah, that's all I've got on umbrellas, really. Really? Yeah. Well, well I mean, I can look up more if you want. No, no, that's fine. No. I mean, they're a functional item. I don't, I don't like using them. Um, I feel like a bit of a dick when I use an umbrella. To be honest, I think there's something just stupid about them. Because you always get that, you know, when it's raining. Most of the time, it's you know the wind's heavy as well. When it goes inside out. Yeah. They break because yeah. they're made of wicker. <laughs> what? What? 
Well, similar. Thin metal. Thin That's not similar to wicker. Well, it's probably got the same structural integrity. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's about as strong as wicker. Might as well make it from wicker. But the early ones probably were wicker. Do you reckon it was, yeah, maybe it was wicker like with a thatched bit on it. <laughs> Fat, that'd be heavy. Well, yeah. Um, golf, they use umbrellas. They're they? massive though, aren't they? Yeah. Huge umbrellas there. But I just think if you can play a sport whilst carrying an umbrella, is it really a sport? Yeah, imagine if football had started doing that. Yeah. This brings us on to the last final track. track of the album, which is... Which is Jay? It's seven minutes forty-seven seconds. So long. we've got a lot of filling to do. Um, I mean, this song's called Aqueous Transmission, which in itself is quite an interesting song title. But I thought, wouldn't it be weird if gearboxes were actually made of water? <laughs> would. I mean, the the gear changes would be smooth. They would be smooth. And imagine if you could see it all working, all just mm. flowing through. It'd be quite. Be quite. What's the word? Therapeutic it would be. A car Maybe running on water. you should write to uh, Persia. Persia. Why Persia? The first one that came to mind. Yeah, Ford. Bugatti. Yes. Or should I say Fjord? Isn't that like a body of water? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's. it took you a while to get that one. Yeah. High, high valutin jokes. Um. So I believe, Dan, uh, that this song employs the use of Chinese instrument, the pipa. It does indeed. <laughs> Mike plays this instrument. And, and a Japanese orchestra. Yes. So what's the difference between a, a normal, let's say a British orchestra and a Japanese orchestra? They play the violins with chopsticks. Ah, of course. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You've had enough of like. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> always chopsticks with you, isn't it? All the time. We were getting the train back the other night, got some wasabi. And there he is, we've on the train with his chopsticks. Just use a fork like a normal person. Just because you've been to Japan. <laughs> I'm cultured, alright? <laughs> like looks, a chopstick. You could get one grain of rice at a time. Well, luckily, I was eating noodles. Um, yeah, where did he get the peeper from, Dan? He got it from his mate. He got it from his mate, Steve Vai. Steve Vai, that's where we're getting at. Why Steve Vai's? Is he a travelling peeper salesman? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Maybe he had a spare. Yeah. You know, you know, you... Yeah, Mike, want a peeper? <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Thank you. Um, a peeper is, for those that don't know, I mean, who doesn't know what a peeper is? Um, it's a four string Chinese musical instrument belonging to the plucked category of instruments. Sometimes called the Chinese lute. Ah, well, it does look like. It looks like you a can't lute. see that for here. It does look like an old-fashioned lute. Yes. Um, interesting that Brandon Boyd joked that the the point of this song was to make the listener pee in their pants from relaxation. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've just learned um, that the Korean version of the peeper is the beeper. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. Uh, you've got the Japanese biwa and the Vietnamese dantiba. A bit different. But. Anyway, sorry. This is a lovely song, isn't it? I mean, it is relaxing. It is relaxing. I don't. I don't know if I pee my pants. But no, I mean, I listen to this on holiday. Like if you're on a beach, 
yeah. pop this on. Yeah. Really get your zen going. Really, really get it going. And yeah, just a, it's just a beautiful album. What a way to finish off an album with a kind of... Yeah. yeah. Seven minutes, forty-seven. Stay away to heaven. Tight. I was gonna say, how do you feel Bang. about? Do you do you want to finish the album with a like a chilled track like this, or do you want to go out on a on a big like a heavy hitter? I guess it depends on like the vibe of the whole album. Yeah. I, I think, think this is perfect for this album. Yeah, I think this sort of sums up the album perfectly. And, and this is you could kind of imagine this was them, you know, towards the end of the writing yeah, process. Yeah. Let's just. Succubus type yes, thing. creature. But I think there is a band called Incubus Incubus Succubus. Succubus. Yes, they're yeah. a lot heavier. Yeah, very heavy. Um, but yeah, that is um, yeah, that's Incubus. Um, and yeah, their most most successful album, Morning View, our favourite Incubus album, I think. Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, not really much more to say. Uh, tune in next time. We haven't decided. We haven't what we're decided. Do next time, um, that will be a choice we make imminently. Imminently, yeah. Um, we may drink for that one. So. Well, Dan, the sun is now past the yard arm. <laughs> Excellent. Let's so crack open a beer. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.